This message is brought to you by the Metamorphosis Christian Center, Abuja. Ministering is the servant of God, a pastor in the house, Pastor Samuel Uluwashiun Hazan. Remain blessed as you listen. Amen. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to church once again. I hope you had your tea before leaving home. Okay, nobody had tea. Nobody felt the cold this morning. Okay, we are all spiritual people. We are, we are on the mountain top. Okay, Brofola is laughing. Okay, well, welcome. Um, we'll continue with our series on faith, living by faith. And um, today we'll go back to Hebrews 11. Let's read Hebrews 11, 1 to 3. Then we'll jump to verse 20. We'll see the character we'll be talking about. Okay. Um, thank you, media team. Please, as much as possible, let all testing be suspended. Thank you. Okay, now faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Verse 2, for by it the elders, last week we saw it, our ancestors, so you belong to the family of Abraham, the elders obtained a good testimony, a good report, a good witness. By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. And last week you remember we said everything began with the world, with the word of God. In the beginning was the word, the word was with God. The word was God. Faith comes when we hear the word of God. Romans 10 says, Faith comes by hearing. The basis of faith is what you have heard. Amen? So faith comes by hearing, hearing the word of the Lord. You know, we said things which were made were made by things not seen. Thank you. Please go back to Hebrews 11 verse 20. Today we want to focus on Isaac. Uh, for a title, um, uh, well, let's just work with this title, Family Faith Transmission. Amen? If you're writing a title, uh, Family Faith Transmission, The Isaac Inquiry. It sounds like a report, right? Or like uh, an investigation. That's actually what we want to do. So, for the topic, we'll consider family faith transmission, uh, colon, the Isaac inquiry. We want to look into the life of Isaac and see the role that faith played. And uh, by the time we begin to look at it, we'll see that this is the first character that we can see a clear transmission from father to son. Actually, this is God's plan. Because when God made man from the beginning, what did he say to them? Multiply, right? Subdue the earth. The man God was speaking to was the man that had not fallen into sin. Is that right? Are we on the same page? He was speaking to who? Adam, before he fell into sin. He was speaking to the man that was made in his image and in his likeness. So God's expectation was that the kind of people that will fill the earth will be those 
in his image and in his likeness. And you go through, you know, the heroes of faith. For example, Abel, we know somehow he must have learned from his father. Then we can see Cain, maybe he didn't learn well, but something went wrong in between. Abel did not, well, did not succeed in transmitting to another generation, as it were. So Seth, because we have no record of Seth, even though I believe somehow he might have replicated the same thing. But Abel was a pioneer. From Abel, we jumped to Enoch. We could not see a very strong link, even though he must have consulted Adam, because like Pastor Fumi told us, Adam was alive while Enoch was here, right? So, we didn't see clear transmission, but in, uh, even when it came to Noah, God expected that costs would have been wiped off of the earth. But one of his sons committed a crime again that reintroduced causes into the lineage of the earth. So you see God wanting to bring blessing to all humankind. Because eventually when he made the promise to Abraham, what did he tell him? In you, how many families? In you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. God's plan did not involve anybody operating under any kind of cause whatsoever. Amen? Amen. So, his desire is that faith will be transmitted across generations. Not just faith to receive. We've said at the beginning of faith is relationship with God, right? So, that is what is desire. So, in between Abraham and Isaac, we can see the first successful transmission of faith. That's why we call this family faith transmission. The Isaac inquiry. We look into the life of Isaac. We learn from what transpired between Abraham and Isaac. And then we see how Isaac you know, operated in faith. Amen. Amen. So um, this is the summary. Well, the testimony concerning Isaac. By faith, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau concerning things to come. Very short and simple. By faith, he did what? He blessed. Did they say he cursed? Okay. Does this sound like a contradiction to what you might already know? Between Isaac and Esau, who did he bless? From your Bible story now. It looks like I'm setting you up for a trick question, right? But I'm not. Uh, we've always thought that somebody stole a blessing. So if... Isaac, uh, Jacob stole the blessing. What did Isaac um, Esau get? What was the opposite of blessing? Well, the Bible says by faith, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau concerning things to come. In other words, he simply gave each one what was due to them. Let's see this in the Amplified and in the Amplified Classic. So, now, take note, he didn't bless them by venison which is what most of us have read. You know, this is why sometimes we need to read... No, of course, at one level, that story was good for us as children. Isaac loved Esau because he was eating bushmeat. Hmm? It's not a Greek fowl. <laughs> it was bushmeat, venison, tasty meat. It was said that uh, Rebecca loved uh, Jacob because... It was mild. We'll get there, you know, and uh, from our lessons on Bible study, the word that was used for Jacob talked about him being complete, 
him being gentle, him being a temperate, controlled, and a meditative person. Amen. Amen. Amplified version says, with the eyes of faith, you can go back and listen to that message, the eyes and heart of faith. The heart and the eyes of faith. So with the eyes of faith. So this tells us one thing. Faith sees beyond the ordinary. Amen. Faith sees beyond the ordinary. We walk by faith, not by sight. That's 2 Corinthians 5, 7. So faith looks beyond what seems to be obvious. Look beyond what you see. You've watched Lion King, right? They told, was it Timon or Pumba? One of them said, look beyond what you see. The guy was searching for his destiny. And they told him, look beyond. <laughs> so faith looks beyond the ordinary. So with the eyes of faith, Isaac looking far into the future, invoked blessings upon Jacob and Esau. Amen. So it was not a curse. It was a blessing. Let's see Romans chapter 9, verse 8 to 16. We want to see the basis of Isaac's faith. Uh, one thing that comes to mind is that you know, true fathers have a blessing for every child. Amen. As true parents, there is an inheritance for every child. God did not make them the same, even though they were twins. Even when they are identical twins, there will be differences. Amen? Because everybody has his destiny in God. Romans 9 verse 8. Uh, let's see it in the New King James or the Old King James because the Amplified might make it a bit... Um, that is, those who are the children of the flesh, these are not the children of God, but the children of the promise are counted as the seed. It was giving us a background on um, Isaac. Abraham had two sons, right? One Ishmael according to the flesh. But Isaac was the child of promise. We'll see the importance of that later. So for this is the word of promise. At this time I will come and Sarah shall have a son. It will interest you to know that Abraham also laughed. It was not only Sarah that laughed. So you see that heroes of faith actually sometimes have some shortcomings, they have some faith. Because God, here was God talking to Abraham. When he said, I am almighty God. Walk before me, be perfect. I will bless you. I say, God, <laughs> let Ishmael live. Abraham also laughed. But God said, no, in Isaac will your seed be called. So he believed God. Was encountered to him. So from time to time, they had failures. They had shortcomings. But they didn't stay there. Huh? He doubted, sometimes he faltered, but quickly he will always retrace himself. So it should be a comfort and a consolation to us. You might look like, are you wavering? No, but always find your roots. You say find your square roots. <laughs> Come back to the scripture. Um, you cannot prevent a bed from flying over your head, Right? So doubts, thoughts, some thoughts from time to time will jump in your mind. But you have a responsibility to prevent it from building a nest on you. Because if you read today, we're not to talk so much about Abraham, but that was why how Ishmael came about anyway. But God said in Isaac, the sons of promise. 
Uh, let's continue. Verse, nine, verse 10, Romans 9 still. And not only this, but when Rebekah also had conceived by one man, even by our father Isaac. Next verse. Say, For the children not yet being born, nor having done any good or evil, that the purpose of God according to election might stand. The purpose of God according to election. Not of works, but of him who called. They've not done anything. God said, we'll go back to that story in Genesis. When she conceived, he said, the younger will become the greater. You know, the older will serve the younger. It was said to her, the, let, let's please, um, thank you. It was said to her, the older shall serve the younger. Verse 13, as it is written, Jacob I have loved, but Esau I have hated. The next two verses, because you say, why would God say such a thing? Even before children were born, he had decided their destiny, and he's saying, I love one, I hate one. Well, we've said it that English is not a, does not perfectly capture the translations. It's not like hate, 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 as in, this guy is good for nothing. No. God is simply saying, I have favored this one to be the carrier of what? The blessing of Abraham. When we come back, when we go there, you'll see that when um, Jacob presented the meat, it was not the blessing of Abraham that was given at that point. Because if Isaac is a man of faith, having heard what God has said, he knows that it is not the food. Because he, he sent somebody to go and bring food. Truly he was deceived because you read it there that he was trembling. That who was it that brought food even though he suspected? But at that point, he was trying to achieve something else. He was trying to restore the birthright. Because, I mean, as a father, you, when we come there, we see that. That's why I said it's by faith. It was not by bushmeat. It was not by venison. It was not by what he uh, the, the natural benefits he could get. He knew the plan and the purpose of God. He knew what God has said about the destiny of these children. He was clear about it. And that was what he operated by. So, God does not do evil. Let's go back to that uh, Romans 9. It was just purpose by election. Purpose by election. So, there is a purpose for everybody. Now, in Christ Jesus we all have a glorious destiny. We've read that part in Romans 8, I think verse 26, there about. I said, those whom he knew, if, okay, um, verse 14, say, what shall we say then? Is there unrighteousness with God? Certainly not. Is God bad? Is God partial? He says to Moses, I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy, and I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. Verse 16 says, It is not of him who wills, nor of him who runs, but of God who shows mercy. So nothing you do can buy the mercy of God. But you see, in Jesus Christ, we all have done what? Received mercy. Amen? In Christ Jesus, we have received many. So uh, mercy. And that's why he calls us the church of the firstborn. The church of the firstborn. So that all the fullness of blessings comes upon each and every one of us. Amen? Amen. So you have no reason to be jealous of Brojefia. Uh -uh. He does not have monopoly of the blessing anymore. But 
in Christ Jesus, we all have come into mercy. We all have partakers of this uh, blessing. Gen- um, Galatians 3. Please read that. Uh, we don't want to be drawn into uh, several directions. Let's stay focused on Isaac and how he walked by faith. Amen. So, Genesis 27. We've seen the plan of God. We've seen the purpose of God. How he chose the younger over the older. It will interest you. Well, we know the story when he said, oh yeah, go and cook for me so that I can bless you. If you have listened to, there was a series that... um, one of the fathers of the faith in the nation, Pastor Tony Bakari, he did a series on this, that Isaac's intention was to help bring Esau into adjustment. You are the guy that goes out to hunt. Bible says in Proverbs, it's a lazy man that catches game and does not roast it. Calls him the slogan. You've caught the meat. You've done the hardest part. Going into the bush. Now the meat is there. What is left for you to do? Cook it. But because Esau had no self-control, that was one. I mean, how much... People fast for 40 days. Of course, that one requires God prompting you to do it. And then you do it with wisdom. There are guidelines. Even though Moses was there uh, on the mountain, he didn't eat. And the Lord Jesus also... He didn't eat. Even Elijah, after eating angelic food, you take note. That's why I would say God must call you to do some of those things. He went for what? 40 days. No eating. So, even if Esau had gone, I mean, a hunter, for example, how rugged do you think he would be? Huh? Very rugged. It's expected. So, two hours of roasting meat, will that do anything to him? And I'm sure there must have been some food. It was a large household. There were servants. There must have been food elsewhere. Okay, let's assume there was no food. I believe they will have had something similar to Gary in those days, right? <laughs> huh? Wouldn't they? There would have been something similar to Gary, something that you can just do sharp, sharp and eat. You don't think so? There would have been something. But because he could also not control himself, and then you could also see the, 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 the fleshy nature, greed. Ah, red pottage. Come and eat. The message, I mean, uh, the, the, <laughs> the soup was just calling him. And he too, he, you know, his eyes, as in, how do we say it? His eyes has entered, right? <laughs> or do a war, right? So it was just that. So the father was now like saying, you know, Genesis 27, he said when he was old, now go into the bush, go and hunt and cook it. Because a true parent will be aware of everything that is going on in his household. You need to know the state of your children, what is going on. So that's why parenting, from what we've been learning, it's, it's a lot of work. It requires attention. Give attention to the children. Listen to the conversations between your little children. So that any character trait that is not desirable, you can quickly nip it in the board. Or the one that needs adjustment or what you need to add, you keep bringing it. But when you leave them to themselves, they just grow. So Isaac definitely would have had insight into what transpired between um, Isaac and Jacob. Now he said in verse 27, Genesis 27 um, verse 1, he said, I'm old, I'm uh, about, I don't know when I would die. Now the interesting thing is, 
He said this when he was about a hundred years old. If you've read these scriptures well, you know he got married at what age? Do we know? At what age did he marry Rebecca? Bible students. 40. At what age did they have Isaac and Jacob? Um, Esau and Jacob. That was 60 because it was 20 years after. She was barren or delayed. She was not barren. She was delayed for 20 years. That in itself, we'll see it as an example of the faith that Isaac demonstrated. Even the world they wrote is that by faith, he blessed this. But if you look at his life, you see that he did many things by faith. Hopefully we get there in the time we have. So, here, he was about a hundred years old. Because at this point, Esau and Jacob were about 40 years old. But how old was uh, Isaac when he died? He was about 180, 180 years. So the man still had 80 years. But he was not going to wait till that time. He wanted to start adjustment in the life of his son. So he said, go. I'm old. Go and bring something. Cook it and all and all so that I can bless you. Of course, Rebecca had. Now, part of the challenge in this household was also the division between father and mother. When they were born... Let, let, let's try to read that part. Verse chapter 25 said, you know, when you begin to have favorites among your children, you are not helping matters. Yes, one will be very, very gentle and calm. It doesn't break all your plates. And the other one, as in, is just moving, is jamming everything. I, can't you see? I, one, you tell him, go and bring this. He goes there, quietly brings it to you. The other one, you've not sent him. He's already jumping to carry something and he's pulling out the whole wardrobe. You know? <laughs> Children are different. But as a parent, your love must be universal. God so loved the world. It's the same love. Even though you are different, what you do. But that was a major problem in this household. And... Um, where is it that they were born? Chapter 25. Okay, verse um, 28. Genesis 25, 28. Okay, let's read from verse 27. The boys grew. Esau was a cunning hunter, a man of the field. You read it in different translations and then you try to check the Hebrew meaning. It was a wild man. It was... In fact, I've had a preacher that said, how did he, I think it was Billy many years ago, he said, how did Esau develop into this? In his lineage, what were they? His grandfather was what? A shepherd. And maybe a farmer. His father, the same shepherd, farmer. But how did you develop to become a hunter? As in, he went off on his own tangent. Because being a farmer, being a shepherd, requires attention, requires care, right? Requires diligence. But a hunter, what does it require? Adrenaline, energy, mozo, boldness. You just go into the bush, shoot one, you eat. The next time you want to go, you go and shoot again. So that uh, divergence of nature was one thing that people have said, I mean, now, God gave us different gifts. 
But sometimes our expressions can determine how these things go. God would have put the boldness in him. Maybe it was not to use it for hunting. But he developed in his own way. Because it was totally different from the rest of his family. Now the boys grew. 27. Um, Esau was a cunning hunter. A man of the field. Jacob was a plain man dwelling in tents. Like I told you, he said he was a mild man, he was a calm man, he was a meditative man. So he was the one that was paying attention to the family business. Isaac loved Esau because he did eat of his venison, but Rebekah loved um, Jacob. So you can see this one, ah, this is my boy, that one, this is my boy. That's divergence, that's favoritism. It brought about a disunity between Isaac and Rebekah. It's not stated in the Bible. But we can see that when he said, come, let me bless you. For the mother to say, eh, you want to do what? Bless who? Oh yeah, you, come. She only succeeded in bringing enmity. So it's a lesson. You really, if God has given you a word, you know, the, by means of the flesh, you can't bet the purposes of she only succeeded in bringing enmity that separated the family for another 20, 25 years. God has said this thing even before they came. In his own way, he was going to bring it about. But she complicated issues. So even when Isaac ate the venison, let's read um, back to chapter 27. Rebecca planned it with Jacob. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Where is cloth? You put skin. Uh, I will cook the food. Remember I said by this time, Isaac was already 100 years old, right? So he has been married for like 60 years. I mean, after 60 years of Rebecca cooking, will he be able to like any other food more than that? Huh? He has eaten Rebecca's dish for 60 years. So she knows what to cook. That it will confuse his taste board, Right? He said, don't worry. Even He said, what if my father discovered? I said, uh-uh. if he causes you, let it be on me. So, But let's see the blessing. Verse 22. And Jacob went near unto his father. He felt him and said, the voice is Jacob, but the hands are the hands of Esau. He discerned him not because his hands were hairy. He said, I, you know, he kept asking, are you my son indeed? Okay, he now came. Verse 26. He said, come near now. You know, kiss me or hug me. And he came near and kissed him and smelled the smell of his raiment. And he blessed him and said, See, the smell of my son is as the smell of a field which the Lord has blessed. Therefore God give you of the dew of heaven and the fatness of the earth and of plenty corn and wine. Let people serve you. Let nations bow to you. Be Lord over your brethren. Let thy mother's sons bow to you. Cause be everyone that calls you. you know. And then immediately he finished it. He said Esau came in. When Esau came to his father, verse 33, said, Isaac trembles. Well, like, who was it that deceived me? Who was it that deceived me? He was trying to restore the blessing. Now, the blessing given here was the blessing of the firstborn. This was not the blessing of Abraham. Because God had already stated something. That this transgenerational blessing, what I started in Abraham, is going to pass to the younger. So, but here he was trying to adjust his son and bring him back to his rightful place as first son, even if he will not carry the
the blessing. Like among the sons of Jacob, who eventually carried the blessing? Was it Reuben? It wasn't. Was it even Joseph that seemed to be outstanding amongst them? No. It came to Judah. So, but all of them were blessed. And if you understand God, you know, when he says the gifts of the Spirit, they are given for the profit of all. So in God's kingdom, there's really no competition. Rebecca didn't know that. When you strive, when you compete, Paul said those competing with themselves, striving against, they are not wise. So God was going to bring about his will anyway. So, but to let you know that Isaac did not eat meat and forget what God has said. If you read in the King James, even the blessing he gave Esau was similar to that that eventually he gave Isaac. But where did he pronounce the blessing? Now, um, at the end of that, chapter 27, you will see it written verse, um, verse 46. Okay? Okay. Before then, Esau had married two women. Rebecca said, verse 46, said to Isaac, I'm weary of my life, as in, my life is miserable because of these daughters of heads that Esau, you can see. When they were going to bring wife for his father, how many? One, right? Even Abraham, his father, he did not remarry. He did not have many concubines until after the death of Sarah. But you see our action man. He took two at once. To tell you the kind of person he was. But this was actually what disqualified him from the blessing. So in chapter 20, 28, when... Jacob was being sent away. He said, Isaac, chapter 28, Isaac called Jacob and blessed him and charged him and said unto him, you shall not take wife of the daughters of Canaan. Arise, go to Padanaram. You know, verse 3. And I said, God Almighty. That's El Shaddai. That's the God that has been revealing himself to them across their generations. He said, God Almighty bless you, make you fruitful and multiply you, that you may be a multitude of people. And verse 4, it said, God give you the blessing of Abraham to you and to your seed with you that you may inherit the land which you are a stranger that God gave unto Abraham. Amen. So by faith, because he knew clearly what God has said. But the lesson we can learn is that a true father has a blessing. He has the interest of his children at heart. Regardless of what they do, what they do not do. He has a blessing for each one. He blessed them. Because you read through the story. Initially, in fact, Esau was even more prosperous than Jacob. Because when they were reuniting, after spending 20-something years in the house of Laban, Esau already had 400 soldiers ready to do his bidding. And the Bible said, as they were, you know, Jacob was seeing him afar off. He was buying down Seven times. Ah, my brother. <laughs> ah, my brother. Seven. My brother. As in, ah, ah, that was me. Ah, he's okay now. Which one is all this greedy? Ah, no. Ah, my brother. Seven times before he eventually met him. Haba. Fear of 400 soldiers. <laughs> so Esau was prosperous. So the father blessed them. They are all seed of Abraham. So, but coming back to Isaac. We can see evidence of faith. Last week we listed 
five principles that we always observe in the life of any man or woman of faith. Number one, we said relationship with God. Isaac had that. Even while his father was alive, when they were bringing the wife to him, we see him in the fields doing what? Meditating. Meditating. When Isaac, uh, when um, after marriage, you know, Abraham died at 175. Right? Isaac married at 40, gave birth at 60. So by the time Isaac was 75, how old would uh, Jacob and Esau be? They would be what? 15. So for that 15 years, they interacted with Abraham. They would have heard the stories of God's dealing upon the family. And it will interest you that when Rebekah was barren, Isaac did not go to his father. It was him that prayed. The Bible said what? Isaac entreated the Lord for his wife. So he had a relationship and there was communication between him and God. Because even when they said children were struggling, they didn't go to Father Abraham to say, Father Abraham, we know that you hear from God. We know that uh, all the revelations and everything. Isaac knew all that. He had his relationship with God. There was communication. There was obedience. Chapter 26, after his father died, God said, don't go to Egypt. Stay here. He obeyed. He sold in that land. He reaped a hundredfold. Of course, actions, testimony, confession, meditation. You read Joshua 1.8. It says, this book of the law shall not depart from your heart and from your mouth. On it you meditate day and night. Meditation actually involves confession, muttering, speaking the word to yourself. So there are evidences, you know, for all those principles, they are firmly established in the life of Isaac. One question we should ask, how did he come by his faith? We said family, faith, transmission, right? How did he come by faith? Because this is one of the biggest lessons for us. At the PCG, we've been looking at child discipline, right? Raising godly children. Creating, we started a new topic, the atmosphere of the home. We said, what did we say is the essence of discipline? Huh? Now, can you remind me? Three things that discipline should achieve. Number one is what? The fear of the Lord, right? Isn't it? Or oh, we've not been attending. I'm not getting responses. Discipline should achieve what? The fear of the Lord. Then we said what? Self-control. And then respect for others. So, what did uh, Esau lack? Self-control. But did Isaac have self-control? Yes. It will interest you. Okay, let, 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 let me be sequential. How did he come by faith? God told Abraham, I've known him, that he will do what? Instruct his family. He will command his family to him. Genesis 18 from verse 17. I have known him that he will command his family after him. It's not passive. So Isaac was taught. We're talking about family faith transmission. It's a deliberate thing. It didn't just come into faith by encounter. Because one thing that God does not want to do is to reinvent. We always say to human beings, we do not reinvent the wheel. Even when man sinned, did God recreate Adam? Did he recreate another human being? When he said, I'm going to destroy the whole world, did he destroy everything 
and starts molding somebody again. It was still from the same lineage of Adam. It looked for someone who was godly, at least someone who is still trying to keep to the values that he started with Adam. Some of the things he taught them. Okay, Noah, he found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Okay, let's start again with you. So God does not reinvent. He does not like reinvention. He doesn't waste resources. He expects transmission from one generation to other. If anything, he wants to add. He wants to add. If with Abraham, we got to level 10. With Isaac, let's take it to level 50. With Jacob, let's take it to level 200. With the 12 tribes, let's take it to 1,000. Because his plan is that the whole earth should be filled with the knowledge of the glory of God. So Genesis um, 18, 17, if you have it there, read it. said, I know him, that he will command his household after him. Okay, verse 18, that they will fear the Lord. Verse 18. Since Abraham shall surely become a great nation and all the earth of the, uh, nations of the earth shall be blessed in him. Verse 19. For I have known him in order that he may command his children. So it's a command. It's a command. Parenting should not be weak. Some people will say, oh, no, don't force them. See, part of the scriptures we've read throughout the Proverbs say, uh, discipline your child when it is early. That Proverbs 22, when it is early, early, when they can learn, when they are malleable, when you can boss them, when they can still listen, when they are dependent on you. He will command his children and his household, not just his children, his household after him, that they keep the way of the Lord to do righteousness and justice that the Lord may bring to Abraham what he has spoken of him. So, Isaac learned from Abraham. That's the first thing. So, Teaching, family faith transmission, he received. He received from Abraham. That's the first thing we see, Isaac coming into faith. Number two, you know, very important point. You know, Philemon 6 was saying that the communication of your faith should become effective when you acknowledge what is in you, right? You read it in different translations. It said, your faith, your sharing, your whatever it is, you, it will only be effective when you believe what you have received. When you acknowledge that there's something in you. I want to believe strongly that Isaac was told from his birth that he was a child of promise. Or you think they didn't tell him. He, you, your name, even though it means laughter, we can also call you promise. Ileri, covenant. Huh? Because he came by the promise of God. So, he must have been telling himself, I am a child of promise. Or if you like, I'm a promising child. You know, um, it was one of those things they used to write on a report card in primary school in those days. I don't know if they still write it now. <laughs> did you write it for you? <laughs> did you write, Sister Emanuela, did you write it for the children you taught? Or oh, Sister Moyo, where's Sister Moyo? <laughs> those that were teachers. You didn't write it in your report card. He's a promising child. Used to wonder what promise, <laughs> no, but you need to tell yourself because last week we looked at faith confessions. The acknowledgement of your faith becomes effective for it to be, you know, drummed into his spirit. It's not just what his parents told him, he too must make that declaration I am a child of promise, the grace of God is upon me, I am meant for something special, amen.
I believe he did that. That thing would have been further reinforced when Ishmael was separated from him. You know, he was, not, he was no longer a baby when Ishmael was separated. He was already weaned. Probably they were playing together and that one was, you know, it's easy to cheat a small boy and laugh at him. But he knew he had a brother because even when, you know, where did uh, Ishmael first live? Well, Bielahairoi, when he was sent away. When Isaac was coming to receive Rebekah, where was he coming from? Bielahai Roy, the, the well of the one who sees me. When Abraham eventually died, both of them still came together. So you could see that he maintained that relationship. He knows that he is his brother, but he knows that he is the one that carries the promise. Amen? Isaac submitted unto um, knowing God's plan, knowing God's will. One of the highlights of Isaac's life, it was not just a test for Abraham. It was a test for Isaac as well. You read that part, Genesis 25, Moriah, not 24. After Abraham was going to leave his servants, who did he ask to carry the wood? Who did he ask to carry the wood? Now, I want you to imagine how much wood will be sufficient to make an altar that can sacrifice a human being. How much wood? One, like my hand, like this. Huh? Two bundles, small bundles like this. Probably something big. Firewood that you will lay. That a human being can now be put upon it for sacrifice. It's not small. But he asked Isaac to carry it. To tell you that he was not a small boy. Is that picture getting clear to you? He was not a small boy. He will probably be a teenager. And he was not just any teenager. He must have been a rugged, strong teenager. Because they were going up a mountain. So, Father Abraham, they already said, Ah, body don't die. Oh. Shall we have pleasure or anything? How do you want him to bind this boy? If the boy did not submit. It's because... Knowing his father's trajectory. One of the reasons he could dig the wells that his father dug was because the father had told him all his experience of his work with God, every altar he built, because it was the same thing that Isaac was reenacting later on after his father died. So he had come into understanding and appreciation of God, and he was willing to submit. He was... Casting a shadow, a type of what the Lord Jesus... Because the Lord Jesus himself carried his own cross. And for Jesus to carry that cross, it required ruggedness. You know, he was a carpenter. That's why people have said that Jesus was, a most, as a macho man, the carpenter, specialist. So he carried his firewood. He submitted. So it was not just a test for Abraham. It was also a test for Isaac. Number one, he submitted to God. That God, I know I am in your will. I am a child of promise. Maybe this is the plan. He submitted to God. He also submitted to the authority of his father. It was not written that Isaac was tested. But I'm telling you, if he had run away or pushed the man down the mountain. <laughs> think about it. That ah, You want to kill me? No, back to sender. <laughs> And push the man and runs away. He may not, but he submitted. So, and in God calling, you know, the Bible said God called out from heaven. It was an audible voice. 
How many people will hear it? Huh? Only Abraham. So Isaac had the voice of God. And who was God talking about? To your seed. Ah, it's me. God is talking about me. So you see faith coming by hearing. And hearing what? The word, the very voice of God. So he was strong in his faith. The reason you might not see so many uh, history of encounters and oh, he did this, he did that, like Abraham, several things, then Jacob. The difference, major difference between him and Jacob is that issue of submission. And then one person wants to achieve God's purpose by his own hands because Jacob just believed that, ah, whatever, whatever, we go, Hosulam, Abi, we must get it somehow, Shah. And he was sent away from the home empty handed because he had not learned to submit. Just go and, oh, I will work for wife. Ah, They didn't tell him to go and work for wife. They said, go and get wife. Right? All that would have happened is, you know my father. When my father came here, they brought ten camels. The camels are on their way. Send the message. That's all. But, ah, don't worry, I will work. I can do it until eventually he met God and God had to break him. So Isaac's faith, by faith, he blessed. The development of his faith, one of the key points there, you know, that issue of submission, authority, trusting God, as in, he just trusted. It might look like he was docile. Some people have said, ah, he just believes it, things are easygoing, life, no stress. No. He was not pampered. It's not a pam- you will not ask a pampered child to carry wood up the mountain. Will you? The guy, some of you probably would have watched the video. Somebody that have said children born in the 80s. How many of you have seen that video? Children born in the 80s, children born in the 90s, children born in the year 2000. When you ask the one that are born, those of us that were born in the early 80s, late 70s, they ask us to bring broom. You come, mommy, this is the broom. Where do you want to sweep, right? You sweep it. Those born in the 90s, we are going to bring the broom. They'll come and say, take. If your parents are my, like my parents... <laughs> The hand probably will have moved. Huh? I asked you to bring room. You are giving it to me. Come on, can't you open your eyes and do something? But they said those born in the 2000, go and bring the broom. Mommy, I'm coming now. I'm doing something. Ah! <laughs> go and bring the broom. Oh, you're always disturbing me. Okay, when he now brings the broom, he won't even give you, he will just throw it down and say, <laughs> just to tell you that, you know, level of discipline. If you watch those videos, the man did a lot of it. Children born in the 80s, the parents are always praying. Ah, thank you, good boy. Those born in the 90, you are not hearing, eh? My friend, come on, go on. Those born in the 2000, you know, <laughs> it's fight. But Isaac was not a pampered or spoiled child, but he submitted to his father. So that's why he could operate by faith. He walked with God and he could bless. So even though he was deceived into giving the blessing of the firstborn, but he knew that the blessing of Abraham belonged to the younger because by the spirit he had already come into that amen uh we'll have to stop here god will help us during the second service i don't know what you've learned by faith isaac blessed esau and jacob concerning things to come faith sees beyond the ordinary amen faith submits to the will of god he didn't do it by emotions you know he said we are children not born out of the will of man but by the will of God, he submitted to God's sovereign purpose concerning the destiny and the future 
of his children. Amen. Let's bow our heads and just pray. Father, we thank you for wisdom. Thank you for insight into your word. Thank you for the ministry of your Holy Spirit. Thank you for things that you have dropped in every heart. We just ask for grace to live by what you've taught us in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. This message is brought to you by the Metamorphosis Christian Center, Abuja. We believe you were blessed as you listened. Join us for a Sunday service at Metamorphosis Christian Center, Stanford Dialysis Building, beside Africa International College, opposite Sun City, Kaura District, Abuja. You can link with us on Facebook and YouTube at Metamorphosis NG. Metamorphosis Christian Center, reaching, raising, releasing.